anchoring points for today's session to get us in the right frame of mind. The le five levels of listening. When I started realizing um, and knowing you to be able to trust. <laughs> and and it's, it's time for the yeah, say from about the age of eight. That's something external. And you can't really learn the lessons of. And you have to have a selected few people. You're going to cry. Just, if you're going to so cry, cry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and share it with someone in a vulnerable place. Super grateful to have my guest on. Thursday evening, man to man with me, Elliot J. Powell, oh, and. Him. Myself, Lee Stevens. How are you? Everyone good? Everyone good. No one's responding. So I'm sure, I'm assuming everyone's fantastic, you know? You just, you just got to imagine it. You just got to yeah. imagine it was like, you know, you're in, you're in an 80,000 seat stadium and everyone's going, yeah, we're great. Like Tony Robbins, you know? <laughs> That's it. If you, if you can manifest it, mate, then one day. Exactly, exactly, exactly. You never know. You never know. So you just you just telling me before we jumped on... Um, that your personal training is going well. Not, 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 I'm not actually taking the mic. That sounds like I'm taking the mic for every beginning of every week, but as in your not, not no, PTing other people. My yeah. own training. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, training's been great. Training's been really good at the moment. I'm very, I'm very lucky to be able to train. Let's, let's not take that um, for granted. Um, so I'm happy that I'm able to get into a gym and train at the moment, which is, mm. yeah, keep me a bit sane, but things are good. Using all that lockdown weight to get some PBs. Exactly, mate. Exactly. I mean, I'm eating everything inside at the moment, so I might as well do something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, things are good. How about you? Keep it active? Um, not really, actually. Um, and you're not oh. supposed to say that um, if you work in fitness, are you? But honesty, all of it supersedes that, in my opinion. Um, good man. Yeah, no, I've not really, I've not really done that much activity or exercise this month yet, this year yet. You can even say, in fact, you're nearly at the end of the year. But sometimes I just, I feel like I need a little bit of accountability to not, you know, have people on the other side of things. Or um, yeah, I, I can, I can be, a, I can be a little bit lazy. I have got a lazy streak in me for sure. But you know, well, it's, just, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I was, if I'm totally honest with you, 2020 is a write-off for me when it came to fitness. Um, I, I used 2020 as a time to learn new things or have a, a slight, like tailor my focus somewhere else. So just because you're not the sort of same go, go, go and fitness person that you were maybe in 2019 doesn't mean necessarily say that's a bad thing, right? It's yeah, no, 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 no. I I it's like I don't feel necessarily bad about it. I don't feel super unfit. still feel healthy and good. So, um, But I am looking forward to getting back and getting my fitness up though on, on the bike is uh, look you, look I, I took the piss out of you last week for not putting the comment up and um, I haven't done it myself you've done the same taking the uh, what what Pat Wilson my man how are you doing then, brother so what I'm doing this week do you want to talk us through what we're going to discuss today I will yes so today's episode guys we're going to be talking a little bit well, the, we're talking about the, the, the deeper stuff, which is going to be uh, the difference between empathy and sympathy, how we can use empathy and sympathy uh, in their respective fields, I suppose, um, when you should use them. Um, and uh, I suppose the difference between them, because there is a slight, slight difference, which people might not know uh, and might not also know how to um, speak about that. And remember, this is from mine and Elliot's opinion. This is not, I mean, we are not, um, we are not therapists. We are not doctors. 
you're just giving advice um, and helping as much as you as possible to connect on a on, on a real real level. Um, so yeah, we're just just discussing and learning ourselves, right? It's, it's just a good tool to if you discuss things out out loud, out loud, then we can kind of figure out what it means to us, and then people might agree, disagree. They can jump in the chat if they disagree, and then we can have a like a good group discussion and learn together about it. I think that's the exactly that. the best way to do it. But before that comes, you know, we can't be, we can't always be serious. You know, people need to understand a little bit more about us. We need to understand about each other. So we got a few little um, icebreakers, maybe put them icebreakers. Yeah, just just that's going to be the format from now on, isn't it? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do things, get to know each other, a, a little bit more lighthearted tone, and then we'll move on to the like discussion stuff. So icebreakers is a good way uh, to describe it. I'd say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, there always always topics comes up from around them, doesn't it? So you you can always decide um, yeah. why your you know your opinions are your opinions, and we, we found out stuff last week, and we're going to f- continue to find that stuff. I, you've got some written down. Mine are going to be off the top of my head, but that's just how I roll. I'm going to think of some of you guys. If I go straight in, right? So this is yeah. going to be a big one. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Would you rather go to war? With Arnie or Rambo? See, off the bat, you've given me a you've given me a, an actor's name and then a fictional character, so <laughs> that's a tough one. Because <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is the actor, and then Rambo is is a character. So I definitely go Rambo because I don't know how hard Arnie is. He's just a weightlifter. Yeah, but okay, let's let's say Arnie in his wholesome acting person, you know, whether it be Terminator or whether it be him in Predator. Well, which role is he? Because he can't be all at one. He's not, you know, come on. All right, it's, it's got a match, yeah? So we'll say Predator Arnie. Yeah. Predator Arnie or Rambo. Rambo. Slime. Um, oh, I, I'm just I'm just gonna go for I think I'd rather go Rambo, you know, he seems a bit more solitude. You know, you don't have to chat to him too much, he'll just be hiding out and keeping watch. No, I'd rather I'd rather that vibe yeah. than going balls to the wall. Yeah. Um do you have the same answer or were you going were you going Arnie? Um, Armani. Armani. <laughs> Get to the chopper. <laughs> Different film again. God, God. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Right, what have we got? Uh, my view is, I was going to say, would you rather um, be in the ring with Mike Tyson for a round, or would you rather be, you know, locked in a cage with a grizzly bear for the same amount of time? Mike Tyson, for sure, without a doubt. Like grizzly bear can like, so it's not necessarily just going to like. You know, Mike Tyson, one punch, game over, knocked out. Didn't feel it, you're asleep. Good night, see you later. Grizzly Bear's going to eat you, scratch you, claw how you. Do you. How do you know Mike's going to stop? Do you know what I mean? What? I'm, 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 I'm going to walk into the ring knowing that he's going to absolutely clatter me and it's game over. <laughs> no? You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but he, might, he might keep punching your head once you're down on the floor. We don't know what... Oh, God, I'm, I'm out. Good night, I can't feel it. Okay, so it's more like you don't want to be in that, that scene in The Revenant. I don't want, I don't want pain. I don't want pain. <laughs> oh, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I mean, now, you, now you've explained it like that, I'd probably side with you. Um, exactly. 
Exactly. Okay, now this will lead on to this. So you said about a grizzly bear, okay? Mm-hmm. If you could have any animal as a pet, what would it be? Good question. And um... and it was it's a so it's a domesticated pet. It's not going to be like a rogue pet that you can you can teach it and train it sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got asked this question last night on Whiskey Wednesday. Shout out to the lads, actually. Um, so I'm gonna just gonna go with my same answer. Um, I just I just want to I want a pet octopus, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know that about me yet or not, but that's my like favorite animal, spirit animal. Every, everything, fantastic. Everything rolled up into one. So, like, if I could have like a giant Pacific octopus with like, um, if it's domesticated and there's no rules, and maybe it can, you know, it can come out of its tank as well. Like, you know, yeah, just just, hang, just sit on the sofa around. and hang out with me. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Fair. Um, not very, re- not very rewarding, as in like cuddly. Yeah, see, this is my thing. I'm going polar bear. Yeah. I'm going polar bear. Because I also, not only be incredible, cuddly, you know, walk it, it looks amazing. Imagine someone breaking into your house and they see a polar bear in the living room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It'd be the most fantastic surprise you would ever see. (laughs) Are you not scared that it's going to, like, roll over and sit on you, like, in the night or something? That's all right. Just push him over. Get off. Push him off. I know you've been lifting heavy recently, mate, but... Mate. <laughs> Anything polar, bears are, polar bears are... Um, they're, they're pretty large things. They're large. They're large. Okay, then. Um, would you rather be able to swim underwater or, or fly? Oh, you're going to go fly. I can already tell no, you in your eyes. Swim. 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 Under, never, I, you just chill all day long. Yeah, I, I, so I love the ocean. I love the sea. Um, I swam a little bit growing up. So it's always been like a bit of a thing for me to swim. And I just, I really enjoy it. And I actually used to do things like if you go on holiday, how many lengths under the water can you do? Like from the swimming pool, you know, I'm, I'm one of those. And I'll yeah. challenge anyone in it. So if you want, if you fancy it, anyone, let's go. <laughs> Man, I fancy it. I fancy it. I like it. it. I lo- I, so yeah, definitely swim. Yeah, I, I, I just find the ocean incredible. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Good shout. As long as you don't have to have gills to come with it, because I'm not about gills. That's not. I'm just not about that life. No. 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 Uh, you I, come off the air every so often. Little, <laughs> and off you go. <laughs> well, that's the. But that's not. That's isn't that against the the opposite no, of what I said. You don't have to come a, up a whale. A whale has to come up at some point. No, they don't just stay there forever. Yeah, but I'm not limiting you. You can stay down there forever. You're like a fish. All right, all right. Like Aquaman, yeah? Yeah, exactly. But without the gills. <laughs> oh, 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 stop it. Okay, who is, who is funnier as an actor, in your opinion, Kevin Hart or Will Ferrell? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Yeah, I, I'm just more of, about his randomness and improvisation. Like, when if you ever see his outtakes and stuff, it's, like, just very... A bit weird and and, and like straight faced. Yeah. I'm very much into the most like sarcastic, straight faced. And um, whereas yeah. Kevin Hart is very funny, but he's quite he's like really animated, isn't he? And like big when he does his his stand up yeah, and, and, sure. and comedy. So um, that's just my taste is a bit more. Um, you know, I met Will Ferrell. That's that's the claim to fame of mine. 
I met Will Ferrell. It was good. Was he funny? <laughs> it was fantastic. That was in the first gym I worked at, and he wore this like burgundy tracksuit from head to toe with the drawstrings pulled so you could just see his face. And he came into the gym and like you have to like sort of like, you know, it's, it's quite a it's quite a posh gym. So we had to like uh introduce ourselves to him and see if he's got everything he needed, sort of thing. And I went over to him and said, Oh, you got a towel, water. He said, Yeah, yeah. He was like, Nice to formally meet you, sir. <laughs> and I was like, Are you in character? <laughs> Wasn't it? Yeah. You anchor yeah. <laughs> It was so weird. But it was it was it was good. It was he's good, he's a good guy. Nice guy. Big up to Will. If you if you're listening, you know Will. Um, <laughs> All right, all right. Well, who who do you find more inspiring, Muhammad Ali or um, Floyd Mayweather? Um, I'm going to say probably Ali. I think he's got a little bit more humility Mayweather is a little bit too much of a showman for me uh, amazing athlete without a shadow of a doubt like incredible what he does I don't really like his style of boxing he's very defensive um, but he's great at what he does but yeah for me Ali's just got a bit of a his story's pretty compelling and um, yeah he's just a man isn't he yeah yeah, he is. Um, there was no no question for that for me. Um, I, I was trying to think of something that was that was more debatable to be um, inspiring, but you know, Ali's um, how ahead he was at the time when it comes to to racism and standing for what he believed in. Oh, it's incredible! Yeah, never, never mind all the um, his achievement of how great he was as a athlete as well. For sure, exactly that. Exactly that. Oh, sure. So I think we should. Um... And move on to the serious stuff. So oh, the lights come down. The lights are down. Ooh. And uh, so the main sort of points I want to go through today is empathy versus sympathy. So the difference between them, um, when you should be sympathetic towards someone, when you should be empathetic towards someone, um, and how that really comes from a place of like, meaning and not just coming across because you can sometimes come across i think some you could be very patronizing if you came if you come across sometimes if you're trying to be empathetic you can also be patronizing depends how you come across i think personally okay. but what's your view empathy versus sympathy go uh well i th- i don't think that i don't think that empathy is uh, patronizing i think sympathy is so so let's just like hash it out of what our understanding is of it. For me, I think empathy is being able to step into someone else's shoes, like to be able to think what they think, to be able to see how they've got to those opinions, feel how they feel. Mm. So I don't think that that's ever... Okay, yeah. Okay, you're right. I meant sympathy. Ignore me. (laughs) Yeah, I think that sometimes... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mixing, mixing two, but I mean, the, the words sound the same, and they're all also very similar. I don't even know exactly what what makes something sympathetic, but I think sympathetic is having. Actually, I, I don't know yet off the top of my head. But let me so just talk through I've got, it. But. I've got the so if I if I go for the definition, so the definition of sympathy from what I've read into are feelings of pity or sorrow for someone else's misfortune. Uh, feeling bad or showing emotion 
based around someone's negative situation. So that is simple. Mm, mm. I think that, that the main word that stood out for me there was pity, isn't it? That, that can come mm. across like definitely patronizing. That's where it can come across patronizing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you pity someone, then you feel sorry for them, but you don't necessarily have to be, you can feel sorry for someone and not step in their shoes. You can feel sorry for someone and not want to truly understand how they feel. You can just do it from your um, pedestal or high horse or, or better or different situation that you're in. You're not exactly taking, that, yeah. Exactly. And, and, and I would assume it's quicker, it's quicker and easier to be sympathetic, isn't it? Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, empathy takes a lot more thought, for sure. Um, and also, I think there's certain situations where you can only show one or the other. You can't show both in certain situations, I think. Um, showing sympathy towards someone has to 100% come from a, a place of being genuine you can't be sympathetic towards someone and not really mean it because it that's where that that line can cross between sympathy and patronizing or just coming across a little bit like you're trying to do it but you know you don't really mean it you know Mm. so how 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 does how do you think somebody avoids being sympathetic if they you know they're, they're trying to understand but they are actually being sympathetic and not empathetic how would someone avoid being like that um it's a tricky one i'd say take, take more time maybe or you know yeah time is definitely something think about what you're about to say know yourself that if you're trying to be sympathetic with someone that you genuinely you do not mean what you're saying and it doesn't come from your heart and a place of action deep thought don't say it that's that old cliche that my mom taught me is um, I'm not sure it's, I don't think it applies all the time, but in this situation, maybe if you've got nothing nice to say, then don't, you know, exactly. I mean, you don't actually mean it and don't actually. I think, I, think my mom, I think my mom and dad have just joined this live. <laughs> yes. Yes. Stephen's parents. Stephen Gary. That's fantastic. Mom, Gary. Gary, I swear I'm sorry. <laughs> when I first started mental health, I, um, my mum and dad both had a go at me because, you know, it was beginning of lockdown and I was trying to be <clears throat> super engaging and make everyone laugh and entertain people as well as, you know, get to some of the serious stuff like we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I kept bringing up wanking all the time. What? Do you think you need to talk about wanking quite so much? And do you need to swear quite so much? It's like, ah, well... It is what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> we it's all do it. Self love is important, isn't it? Exactly. Um, so that's touching on sympathy. Now, empathy. What I've spoken about, or what I've read into a bit, empathy. Empathy is the ability to sense other people's emotions, coupled with the ability to imagine what someone else might be thinking or feeling. Mm. I like that end bit. Like um, empathy. Empathy is not just. It takes a bit of skill maybe sometimes. Like you have to be able to read a person's body language. Even if they're saying something, what do they really mean? Can you read their emotions that are on their face and how they really feel about it? Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, for sure. So So like I think a time like we're in now and how we've been for the whole year, it's probably a time people need to show more empathy than ever before because there are people who have like mm-hmm. lost family members or have family members that are incredibly ill from what's happened 
And yeah, if you're seen to be doing something that's very against what what people are advised to do at the moment, then it's kind of like, well, you're just not showing any empathy towards people. Mm. You're not thinking about how that person might feel by you posting something on social media, you know, swatting off to bloody Dubai and riding on backs of camels. Mm. But yeah, yeah I, think, I think maybe there's two different types of empathy then. It's about like your own actions and you can't see the results of them. So even if it doesn't have like direct impact on people, you would like that ignorance is bliss kind of sort of feeling or saying that just because you don't see the direct impact doesn't, you know, you've got that empathy that rides above that, that you wouldn't do something. Um, yeah, for sure. But then you've got that, you know, that very specific if someone's empathy where somebody is in front of you. Do you think that people, because I said about, I mentioned it about being a skill potentially. Do you think that yeah. some people naturally will have better empathy than others? Uh, yes, I do. Um, I think that comes with upbringing. Um, I think... Yeah, and your experience is like what you've been through in your life kind of thing. Of course, yeah. Whatever you, how have you experienced going through life and how your upbringing has been and also who you've surrounded yourself with. You know, if you're, if you're, if, you're if, if growing up you've surrounded yourself with people that are very positive and in a very good place and they haven't really gone through much struggle, um, I think you would then struggle to be empathetic towards people if you haven't experienced that growing up. You know, you would never know what it's like to be empathetic towards someone if you've never really experienced hardship or gone through like times of struggle. So, yeah, it's definitely that is a huge, huge part of it. it's definitely environment and upbringing. Because mm. there's, um, I know I've heard of the term empath, and a lot of people sometimes describe themselves as empaths, which, to my understanding, is somebody that can't help but feel what other people are feeling, you know, like they're... I've never heard that before. Really? Yeah. So for example, if, if I were an empath, then even we're having this conversation right now, I'd be able to feel just from looking at you and being around you, I'd to feel how you feel, even if your words, your actions are saying something different. Uh, okay. Interesting. Um, Interesting. But then that's, that, that comes down to then empathy for sure, but then also the ability to read people and read mm. the room and read a feeling and read emotions without being there with them. You know, which, you, which I mean, it'd be, it'd be pretty interesting if you could read how the hell I'm feeling over Zoom or <laughs> over. Yeah, I think, I'm not, I wasn't, I wasn't saying that I am an empath. <laughs> yeah, I like I don't um, know, for the purpose of, of that. Yeah, t- 2D yeah. is, I think 2D is a lot harder, isn't it? Like two dimensions when you're in with someone in person, you, you know, you, but I, I do think that it's a skill that can, if somebody really wanted to learn and be better and be more empathetic, I think it is a skill that some, you can improve. I think that... For sure. I think one of the, one of the biggest things that helps me um, when I talk and communicate with people, um, so many people, I think, are very quick to say something. You know, so like we're having a conversation, they're very quick to respond. They're very quick to answer. For me, sitting back for a little bit, taking 10, 15 seconds to think about what you're about to say or think about what they've just said to you and then answering. I think that will help quite a lot to, to show empathy um, mm. and even sympathy. Um, 
yeah, yeah just taking that time to pause Chelsea Fitness Club how's it going yeah if, you, if anyone has got any comments on sympathy or empathy or their opinions then please let us know and we can um, take it into the mix and if, if, if we're um, if we're off the mark or anything but yeah, that is. I mean, I'm not sure how much you've heard me bang on about it, but over the over the um, the streams, that it, it's my number one sort of thing that I'm really passionate about is listening. Like listening first. I, I think that you cannot create. It's all good. Basically, it's all good and well saying that all men don't speak enough about their feelings. You know, generalizing. You know, that's sort sort of the. Um, the narrative that's been that's been written and through history or through society, it seems to be a little bit harder for men to do so. Agreed, like definitely. But it, with with the movement of people speaking about it more or men, mental health more, it's like, okay, yeah, come on, everyone, let's talk about your feelings, do it. I think there's a step before that. I think that um, I think that if you if you want people to open up, you, you have to start by listening. You have to you have to learn how to be a good listener and create an environment that, that people yeah. feel comfortable with and not judged in. And you know, and sometimes being being able to talk first in a sense to set the tone and and listen. Just I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe yeah. it. Like I know. That, um, I've been through the five levels of listening a lot on the stream as well and the different levels of listening. And lo and behold, the top one, the fifth level, is empathetic listening. So actually yeah. stepping into someone else's shoes. So I'm yeah. very passionate about that. The, uh... Yeah. It's interesting what Alex just said. So we practice empathy in yin yoga. So she just said that, right? Yin yoga is typically a lot slower, right? So it, it's the ability to obviously slow down and relax. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a long periods of stretching and like just just rewinding and like mm. just slowing down a little bit all right so whilst you're slowing down and whilst you're in that sort of state does that potentially give you the a, a bigger ability to be empathetic or think about being empath empathetic towards other people not just in the now because you could think about something that's going on in your life or someone else's life but that might be the only time that you're actually thinking about it and slowing down so it's interesting that they study empathy in yin yoga. Well, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I've done some yin myself, but I don't know if I've ever done a, an empathy practice. And I would be very curious to see what that's like. I'm assuming that, you know, using the time to feel what other people might feel or different emotions that other people might be feeling at certain times or whatever's going on in the world, maybe. Um, which is really cool, that, that idea that you can exercise your emotions or exercise your empathy without you know having to be engulfed by it because i always think it's quite I've, of the opinion that it's pretty healthy to like cry and and i think it's good to like go to those ranges of emotions like listen to sad songs listen to movies that get you moving and stuff to like make sure you're like you're exercising that range of emotion even if you don't necessarily feel that sad yeah um, yeah, well, not, yeah, of course. Some people naturally. I mean, I, I think I've got better over the years. Not over the growing up, I, I found it pretty tough to show emotion. I think, um, you know, like you'd be at a family member's funeral and then like a, a tear would even wouldn't even come to my. I wouldn't even get choked up. You know, um, I've I've actually been the one to like speak at my 
both grandparents' funerals. And I'm the youngest out of all of my cousins. Mm. <laughs> so I, I'm the one that's just sort of chosen to go up there. But I don't know if that comes from a place of me being minded or a bit more maybe I was closed off to, to emotions a little bit more and therefore was that a long time ago felt like that was my duty uh, within the last like five years granddad's was a lot longer. I don't think I did my granddad's actually definitely did my my, my, my nan for sure that was like three four years ago so yeah, yeah my, I think I've got I better I spoke at my granddad's funeral um, end of 2020 it's fucking tough yeah, yeah but yeah, I, I wanted to do it in the sense of rather than no, nobody wanted to do it from the family they're not that comfortable with like public speaking or whatever the reasons were maybe too sad or whatever um, I was super sad about it but I, I wanted it I felt it didn't feel right just for like um, the person who works for the funeral director or home or service to read it out. Um, yeah. Mate, yeah, that was it's hard because you, you have to hold it together in a situation like that. And, and I'm always one for being, <laughs> I'm always one for being open and honest. And like, if you're sad and cry, that's, a, that's, a, that's a definitely a nerve wracking one. Yeah, um, I'm, sure. glad, I'm really glad I did it, but my God, that was hard. Yeah. Um, do you think that you've you've improved then when it comes to you know being being what's what's to what you what, what is to credit for you improving and feeling like you can be more emotional or even be more emotional not even not even permission i think this all then um this all ties back to what we're doing now right so the ability yeah. to speak out and the ability to um, understand that you don't need to be bottling things up and you don't need to um, feel strong all the time. There are going to be points where you're going to have times where you, where you will feel a bit weak and you will have down days. You know, you are human. Everyone, everyone has emotions. Everyone goes through stages in life where they're going to be up and down, up and down. That's just that is normal. That is just life. Mm. Um, so it definitely comes to the talks that we have about people just feeling comfortable to talk and to maybe sometimes surrender themselves to, to understand, okay, I'm not in a good place at the moment. I, the best thing for me is to speak to someone and not bot it up, hmm. which is easier said than done 100%. And I respect <laughs> that one without a shadow of a doubt. But I think as time goes by, we need to be pushing home this whole, you will feel better and you feel, will feel a weight off your shoulders if you just speak to someone doesn't matter who it is they don't need to be a friend they don't need to be a family member you can have a very good relationship with you me someone that they go to a you know a sports event with or if they're part of like a, a, t a team anything so, so have, have you felt that before then have you felt pressured to bottle feelings up yeah i'd say so for sure Definitely. Really? Um, but, but, but more, probably more so when it comes to like relationships, maybe. Okay. Um, like, yeah, uh, in the sense of wanting to be perceived in a certain way. Potentially so, yeah. Or like understanding, okay, like 
I might have a certain issue, but rather than voice that issue, I don't feel like it's my time or my place to voice that issue yet. So I'd rather just like sit on it and try and figure it out myself. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. As in, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, something that gets makes you feel a certain way and it gets to you, but you'd rather just push it down, pretend it's not happening and try yeah. and carry on. For it's, sure, it's, yeah. And then, it, and then it becomes a bigger issue and, and of course, more yeah. resentment. And this doesn't, have to, this doesn't have to be just a relationship with a, with a partner. This could be a relationship with a friend, right? Like yeah, it could be a yeah, yeah, with yeah. A friend whereby, you know, they, they, they might be doing something and you're like, mm, that's once you've done that, that's twice you've done that don't really want to say anything yet. And then all of a sudden it's an issue that could just explode. You know, your relationship just could just go. Whereas if they did something once, maybe say, mate, didn't really like that. Like, this is how that made me feel. They're like, oh, okay. Maybe put steps to to, to not do that again rather than keep snowballing yeah. it and getting worse. I, yeah, I 100% back that because... With, with my friends as well, any time that you've had things that come up and, you know, difficult conversations, when you, when you, when you work through it with, and not to link it all back, but with empathy of like, I'm trying to think about how it makes you feel. And hopefully you're doing the same thing. You're trying to make it think about how I feel because we were in, we're in a relationship with friends or whatever, with partners. Um, and look at us trying, trying to give relationship advice when we're both bloody... <laughs> oh god i didn't finish that sentence but you know what i was gonna say <laughs> um but yeah well especially when it comes to friends I, I felt like when you when you get past it it just feels so good and like you feel like stronger you like definitely feel like you've you've overcome yeah. it and, uh, and that also so if i think link if we, if we do link it back to empathy then if if a friend was to be to, was to come to me and be like Lee, like you've done this, or like this is an issue that I've had for the last however long, straight away then instead of reacting from like emotion and just like just you know just snapping straight back at them sort of thing, maybe you then sit back and listen. This when it comes to listening, and then you react from an empathetic place where it's actually like genuine to put yourself in that person's shoes and realize, hold on a minute. Yeah, you're right. I have been that person. I have done that to you. Um, sorry, like this is how I, I'm going to try and make it up to you, sort of thing. Um, yeah, and that's where genuine empathy comes from. Yeah, just like anything, it's when you're dealing with one-on-one people, relationships, people. It's like it's always got to be a two-way street. If you have those platforms of listening and empathy, you know, it's pretty pretty magic combination. So yeah. what are we saying about sympathy? Is there ever a time for it? There's definitely a time for it. Um, Is it? Yeah. I think it's, it's definitely individualized. So it, 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 every single situation will be different of how you come across, how you come to give people sympathy. Are people looking for sympathy because there are people that do this right they look for sympathy or they look to pay the victim to get a little bit of sympathy but like they don't really need it they're doing it from a place where it just doesn't it's not genuine so that's them not being genuine I'm just so trying, there are times, yeah. i'm trying to think of times when when the sympathy could even be better than empathy and i'm really struggling to to come up with it maybe when it's like light-hearted when you feel for someone oh 
they've, they've had bad luck a few times, but it's not like a serious issue. You can have sympathy because you're not, you know, you think of it from more of a jovial stance. Or maybe there's a, maybe there's a time when you have to have sympathy because you're really so far away from what they're going through that you can't actually put yourself, you know, you're trying to be empathetic, but it's actually coming out as sympathy in the most, you know, genuine and endearing way because yeah. if you're thinking of, you know, things that you couldn't possibly imagine happening to you, like if if we're thinking of, let's give a just a crude example, for example, if you think about like like concentration camps or the Holocaust or something like that extreme, I would and you try to think of what people must have went through. Surely that's sympathy, right? It can't be empathy. Never. Yeah, hundred percent. Because that's the, that's the feeling of that. Jay's a genuine feeling of sorrow, right? So you feel yeah. you you feel like that because of someone else's misfortune. That is like, yeah. that is inc- that is. You, I would feel incredibly sympathetic towards anyone that went through that. Mm. situation because like that's genuine sympathy you know that's so that's something that's worth having sympathy felt mm. about mm. you know where i think there are sometimes situations where like, people really are looking for it but they don't necessarily warrant having it you know, i think social media actually can be a prime example for this you know, really? people crying out for help. I think sometimes you, I, I've seen it a little bit. People crying out for help or putting all their, putting all their, you know, problems plastered all over social media. But you don't necessarily need to do that. You know, some problems that you have going on, you don't need the world to know about it. Crying out for help in, in what kind of way would you say? Just, I'd say it's, it's really difficult, isn't it? Because when it comes to social media, it's always a double-edged sword. Whereas people can say that about anything really. Like if you're putting up a, a, a self, a topless selfie or something like that, people say, well, we don't need to see it. But there's the other point of view where sometimes that might um, make people feel more comfort, confident, more accountable. Like there's always two sides to the story. So it's. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think, yeah, it's a, it's, 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 it's a tricky one to, 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 to target. Um, yeah. But do you just, think, is, is there like a, um, is it a specific tone or something that you, you've seen that my my thing is my thing with but less okay we're gonna go on a tangent but I like this tangent it's quite fun so I think there's quite a bit I I print I would describe it as like a, the snowflake generation so a lot of people get very offended nowadays um from it could even be just lighthearted comedy but it could also be stuff that are a little bit more serious but i think there are people that get very offended um from very small issues and by those people getting offended by small issues which don't need they don't really need to have they don't really need it someone's just said i'm offended by that <laughs> gentle i haven't even finished yet <laughs> um by, by someone by someone getting offended by something so lighthearted and so and so little that is obviously, in my opinion, it could be bad to them, but in my opinion, it would be this. Um, I think exactly what Alex has just said, the need for sympathy and validation through Instagram. So people feel like they need validation and sympathy because they're posting something like, they, they're trying to give off like, you know, this has happened to me and this has happened to me and this has happened to me and this has happened to me. Like they want you to feel sorry for them because yeah, maybe they're looking for validation mm. or gratification for like, okay, like, mm. 
I've got so many people that are like feeling sorry for me right now and like this is such a bad but like do you need to be putting your whole life story on Instagram do you need to be telling the world no are there things that you can just keep to yourself and speak to your friends about like yeah and that's but that's the that's the I agree actually but that's the sad part about it is in you know it goes a bit deeper of people's potential default psychology that they've had before like of, of how they they cope and deal with things and then some i feel i've got a feeling that some people feel a lot more strangely comfortable putting their stuff for lots of people to see online than they do speaking to somebody one-on-one that like having a genuine conversation and that's you know, that's quite worrying yeah, it's, it's very worrying, and that's it's the world we're in, which is it's pretty sad. It is, um, but because they don't know them, some people don't feel as judged because you know you, you might never meet those thousands of followers that you've got. You probably won't ever meet those thousands of followers that you've got. This is that's the thing, isn't it? When you think of when you say thousands of followers, you've got to remember that that's. If they're not bots and you haven't paid for them, then <laughs> you need to remember that a thousand people, even just one thousand, even mental health has got like nearly eight hundred followers now. Eight hundred people is a lot of people. Yeah, uh, it's it's a lot of people. Like I said, you can you, we we think of people as numbers now and not actual other people re- reading or watching. On yeah. I think we're gonna do a whole other episode on Instagram and just Instagram. Um, I would love to delve deeper into it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a fantastic subject to to get deep on. Yeah, um, social media for sure. Yeah, do us definitely do one on that. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we've completely. so we've got episodes coming up on social media, and what was the other one we've got coming up? Change and adaptation, which is very very um, relevant at the moment especially yeah. in the last yeah. year you know if you haven't been able to change and adapt this year then you got to fix yourself up people you got to pick up you got to go um, so <laughs> well yeah, my, uh, my chosen pet will um, be happy about that one octopus can change and adapt very well not so much your white little po- your white polar bear is going to stick out like a sore thumb if we go somewhere dark isn't it so <laughs> who really wins don't, don't, don't you worry about him, mate. He's going to look after himself. People who are just joining thinking, what the hell are they talking about? There's someone from Twitch doing some most random comments. Can you do an episode on Mars bars? Yeah, why not? We'll do an episode on chocolate just for you, mate. Anyway. Anyhow. Yeah, I'm surprised people are watching on Twitch, so big up the Twitch audience. <laughs> Fantastic. Right. We're going to wrap things up now anyway. Um, but Lee, I'll see you obviously next Thursday when we and we can choose whether it's either going to be social media or change and adaption. Um, and last but not least, finish it off as always. Any last words from Lee? Any last words from Lee? There is no end in sight currently, people. There is a we're in a very very strange situation you know there are other countries around the world that are now back to normal such you know look at the likes of new zealand um just remember no matter what there is always a light at the end of the tunnel you know dark times don't last and i assure you we'll be there very very soon so chin up stay positive keep smiling and um 
keep cracking on. Do whatever you can do. That's it. The man himself, man to man, with me and Lee E. Stevens. Um, thanks everyone for jumping in. Um, we'll see you soon, and don't forget to jump tune in on Monday at nine pm. Um, give the podcast a follow. Give the YouTube a subscribe. All the things if you've not done it already. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all soon. Join us at Mental Health, exploring how openness can lead to progress.